Hello, and welcome to the Agri-Food Safety Produce Bites podcast, where we discuss all things produce safety and dive into the rules and regulations surrounding the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. I'm Allison Work, and I'm the digital media designer with MSU Extension. Today, we're going to be talking about the Michigan On-Farm Produce Safety Team, which includes MSU Extension, the Conservation District Produce Safety Technicians, and Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. My name is Michelle Jacobs. I'm a produce safety technician for Northwest Lower Michigan. Um, I'm housed within the Manistee Conservation District, and I cover five counties, uh, and I'm available outside of those counties as well. But essentially what I do is help growers um, implement produce safety practices on their farm. I'm Mariel Borgman with MSU Extension, and I'm a part of our community food systems team. And I work in Southwest Michigan, but also work statewide, um, depending on the the project or the issue. And so in regards to produce safety, I'm part of the training team that delivers the Produce Safety Alliance curriculum. And I'm also part of the Michigan Group Gap Network, so I can help growers differentiate between those two programs. Hi, my name is Heather Borden, and I'm housed at MSU Extension. My role is to coordinate produce safety trainings and on-farm readiness reviews for growers around the state of Michigan. So, Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit more about what your role is as a produce safety technician? Yeah, so uh, our roles as produce safety technicians are to really get on the farm and get on the ground and assist growers with implementing produce safety practices on their farm. That can be done in a lot of different ways. There are a lot of different tools like the um, farm readiness review, but primarily the technicians have another tool called the produce safety risk assessment that we can use with a farm that really covers all elements of produce safety and is kind of the top tier of produce safety. So we can analyze what kind of a a farm has going on and really tailor an action plan Um, for that farm to implement certain practices on their farm. Um, We work with fresh produce growers in the state, so those that are growing raw agricultural commodities and those that are uh, growing things that are also not typically consumed raw. Uh, And we work with MSU Extension as well to implement some of these assistance programs. But really, we help the farm develop a plan and give them the resources to be able to implement certain action steps to kind of do what's best for their farm and really um, get off the ground with produce safety on the farm. Yeah, awesome. So then this might be kind of a difficult question to answer, but when you first start working with a grower, what does a typical farm consultation look like for you? So that's really dependent on the farm. So it could start as Um, figuring out whether or not the farm is covered by the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule, which is a federal regulation, and we can help guide them as to whether or not they're covered by that rule. And then that kind of gives us leeway into next steps and kind of what assistance they'll need to really be able to implement certain practices on their farm. And if they're having to be inspected in the future, um, making sure they're up to date with everything and ready for an inspection. So really it can depend on the farm if they're covered or not by the produce safety rule and then kind of figuring out what level um, of assistance they need 
it really depends on the farm's current practices. So if they already have produce safety practices on their farm, and a lot of the times, a lot of farms might be required by buyers to implement um, gap practices, so good agricultural practices, or um, they could be starting at square one. So like gap practices are a pretty high level of produce safety already. And then someone might be a newer farm or they just are a smaller farm that haven't really had to um, have buyers require them to implement anything yet. So they might just be starting at square one. And in that case, we can kind of prioritize like what areas to focus on um, with that grower or with that farm. Okay. Yeah, great. So Mariel, what is your role as an MSU Extension educator? Yeah, so um, as part of MSU Extension's community food systems team, I work with all different aspects of the food system. And pertaining to to produce safety, I work on both ends of the farm side, providing technical assistance to growers to help them um, develop their produce safety programs. And I also work on the buyer side to help um, institutional food service programs, retailers, uh, farmers markets, you name it, to help um, to make decisions about what types of produce safety requirements they uh, are going to ask of their suppliers and help them um, think through that process and what is involved on the farm side. So I do education on both sides from farm to table. And I also mentioned in my intro that I am a part of the Michigan Group Gap Network. So um, in addition to providing education around the Food Safety Modernization Act and the Produce Safety Rule, I can help growers uh, with good agricultural practices education as well. And then this is the same question I asked Michelle, uh, but what does a typical farm consultation look like for you when a grower contacts you for the first time? So I usually start talking with them about um, just their general produce safety goals, as well as what markets they're looking to get into. So we talk about FSMA and whether they're covered by the produce safety rule, but we also talk about um, what markets they're trying to get into in terms of retailers, institutions, that sort of thing, and what those buyers are asking of them to do to help them kind of create their comprehensive produce safety plan. Um, So I ask them if they have any written produce safety plan or manual, uh, if they're new to the concept of produce safety or if they've been doing it for a while. And if they're brand new to it, I usually refer them to their local produce safety technician and um, help them to get connected and do that produce safety risk assessment, which we'll talk about, I think, a little bit later today. But that is a really great way for growers to learn where they're at. And it's relevant to them because it pertains to their own farm. Um, And then if they need help putting together a farm food safety plan or a record keeping program or employee training, I can help get them started with that as well. So it kind of just starts with their goals and then goes from there into whatever um, programs or services they need. And that might be me working with them directly or it might be a referral to one of our other programs in Michigan. I wanted to note one thing, too, is that MSU Extension and the Produce Safety Technicians, those are both free, voluntary, and confidential resources for growers. So it doesn't cost anything, and everything we see on a farm um, is completely confidential. And the farm has the choice of whether or not they want to work with us, so it's not something that's required. Yeah, I think that's definitely a great thing to point out. 
So what is the role of MDARD and how does that differ from what you guys do? Yeah, so MDARD is the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development, and they're largely, their part in produce safety is largely to do the inspections for the Food Safety Modernization Act produce safety rule. So they're regulated by the FDA to um, implement these inspections throughout the state for those that are covered under the rule. And they are essentially overall just the regulators. So they're different from us because they're regulators and that's not something that's optional. So um, we're free and technical assistance that's completely voluntary to a farm, whereas MDARD is the regulation side of produce safety in the state. So how do MSU Extension, the produce safety technicians, and MDARD all collaborate to form the Michigan on-farm produce safety team? That's a good question. I think Mariel can back me on this, or she might have a different take on it, but I think it's the MSU Extension and produce safety technicians work closely in the technical and educational side of things. And MDARD can provide that education also to us um, and inform us on the most up-to-date produce safety practices. And we really work together to kind of figure out um, what are what are the best ways we can serve growers in the state and help them implement these different practices on their farm to really reach the highest standard of produce safety and make it attainable for them. So, and a, another good thing to uh, note about MDARD is that the first round of inspections for the produce safety rule are largely educational. So inspectors really wanna make sure that farms know about the rule, know what is expected out of them um, in future years what, when they're doing inspections and really make it so it's something attainable for everybody. Yeah, I agree, Michelle. And I, I've often heard our collaborators at MDARD say, you know, we educate before we regulate. They're not really out there to get anyone. They want our growers in Michigan to be successful um, and they want to try to be as, as approachable as possible. So people from MDARD have been at most of the trainings that I have conducted through MSU Extension around produce safety, there's been a representative there from MDARD. And I know sometimes that can be a little intimidating for growers, but the intention is to get to know the folks who are going to be doing the inspections, um, to re recognize that they're, they're people, they're here to help you, they're um, here to help you be successful in your journey, um, and to be able to ask questions and form a relationship. So it's really kind of an open door um, within our three organizations, but also with the growers. So we can all collaboratively uh, work through this together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, one thing a lot of the inspectors in the state have noted, all, or all our produce safety rule inspectors, is that they work hard to encourage a grower to use the resources that are available to them. So MSU Extension and us technicians. And if a farm is getting inspected and they haven't heard of one of those resources, they'll usually link them up and make sure they have the contact information they need to get in touch with someone um, that can be a resource to them. So Mariel, do you want to talk a little bit about the Produce Safety Alliance grower training? Sure. So I just want to um, first talk about how in the FISMA Produce Safety Rule, 
there's a requirement that at least one supervisor or some responsible person from the farm needs to successfully complete a food safety training that is equivalent to a standardized curriculum, which the FDA, who is responsible for overseeing FISMA, has recognized um, that to satisfy that particular rule. So the PSA grower training is a course that is approved to satisfy that requirement. So by taking this course, um, someone from your farm taking this course, you are satisfying that requirement. And that requirement goes with the person. So not it's not um, specific to the farms. So if someone has taken that course and they leave your farm, um, someone else from your farm would need to go through and have that training. But um, basically what it is, is a full day training that covers all the different aspects of the produce safety rule. And it includes the what you'll see in the curriculum is referred to as the musts of the produce safety rule, which are really the regulations themselves, and also recommended good agricultural practices, which are referred to in the curriculum as the shoulds. So things you should do. Um, For example, there's a module on developing a farm food safety plan, even though that is not required under the FSMA produce safety rule. Um, So it covers everything from uh, worker training requirements, uh, soil amendments, how to um, handle wildlife and domestic animals on your farm, sanitation, um, and post-harvest. There's two modules on water because there's uh, water is a really important and complicated aspect of the produce safety rule um, and every other aspect that you need to know as a grower about the produce safety rule. So it's a really good course and um, it's it does satisfy that physical requirement and is all encompassing of the different topics that you need to know. Yeah, we talk about not picking poopy produce a lot. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of talk about poop. Comes up in, I think, every module. Yes. How couldn't you love spending a day talking about poop? (laughs) I think one thing to note too, Muriel, is that, right, Michigan's unique in that we're one of the only states right now that is able to offer this course free to growers and that it is required. And that might change in the future, but the sooner the grower can get their training under their belt, the better because it's free right now. So absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that, Michelle. And on top of that, um, the grower leaves with some resources that are pretty valuable, including a, a full copy of the rule, as well as all of the materials presented during the training. So because it's all squeezed into one day, um, it's nice to have that resource to refer back to and to use in your employee training program as well. And um, the grower, it doesn't have to be the grower. So I mentioned, I I throw that word out a lot, but it doesn't have to be the grower that gets the PSA training. Like Mariel said, it can just be a representative from the farm that is helping that farm kind of implement their food safety program or their produce safety program. So another resource we offer is the on-farm readiness review or the OFRR. Heather, do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Sure. So an on-farm readiness review is a farm visit from a few members of the produce safety team here in Michigan. Um, It's a free opportunity. It usually takes two to two and a half hours 
at the most. And um, it's focused on um, helping the grower look at their farm with a second set of eyes um, that are really tuned into produce safety. So um, everyone on our team is well-trained in the produce safety rule. Um, the the on-farm readiness review is, is strictly focused on the, um, the regulations required in the produce safety rule. And um, it's a walk around interview with the grower. Uh, we've got a list of questions and subjects that we need to talk about with um, the grower. It's kind of tailored to what they do. And we will just spend some time walking around the farm, talking with them about what's going on. Uh, the on-farm readiness review has to happen during active harvest, um, packing, holding, and uh, potentially washing um, that's happening on the farm. So it is um, during the busiest time of year, but that's for a really good reason. First, it's because um, that's when we are going to see everything that the inspector is going to be looking for. Uh, so we want to make sure it's very thorough and that we're observing what the employees are doing um, and just general practices. Uh, it doesn't um, take a lot of preparation um, to prepare for an on-farm readiness review because it's really not records focused, nor is the produce safety rule really. If a record is required, someone on the team will let the farmer know uh, that a record is required, but they're not going to ask to look at the records. Um, it's just more of a conversation. So we like to think of it as um, a low stress preparation step that is um, really valuable in terms of preparing for a uh, potential future inspection or even just getting your mindset on produce safety and you know, thinking about a whole um, farm plan. Did I forget anything, you guys? I like that the OFR too is a, it's a collaboration of the MSU extension educators and the produce safety technicians. So we get a lot of different minds in on it and we, we can really highlight different things on the farm by having a team on the farm. Yeah. And it's a good way for growers to meet uh, resource people that then they have for, you know, the future with any questions um, and, and other questions, really, not related to produce safety necessarily. Yeah. So if a grower were to want to sign up for an OFR, how would they do that? We have a pretty simple online form that they can uh, click through and answer a few questions. Um, and that is the first step to signing up. I'm sure we can find a way to share that, Allison, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can add that link to the show notes. Perfect. Um, so if they fill out that form, it comes to us, it comes to me at MSU, and then um, that's my job is to schedule these. So I get in touch with the grower from there, and uh, we uh, pick some different days and times that may potentially work, um, and I schedule a team out of our produce safety team of technicians and MSU extension folks, and uh, we come on out on the you know agreed upon day and time. So then, Michelle, I, I know you talked a little bit about this before, but do you want to explain a little more about the produce safety risk assessment? Yeah, and I think it's a good follow-up to Heather talking about the OFRR. The PSRA is just another kind of assessment that we can do on the farms, um, and the technicians are the ones that um, do the PSRA with a grower, and that's a free volunteering confidential assessment. Um, and basically what it is is, it's a little different from the on-farm readiness review is that we're looking at all aspects of produce safety and not just the produce safety rule, which the on-farm readiness review is good for that also, but we really focus 
um, the produce safety rule when we're doing an on-farm readiness review. And the unique thing about the produce safety risk assessment is we do a walkthrough with the farm, kind of get to learn about their different produce safety practices, or if they don't have any, we kind of start from square one and we can really go through the different elements of produce safety with them. Um, as technicians, we can really just help the farm prioritize what is high risk for them in terms of produce safety. So if that's water or um, something in the wash pack house, we can prioritize those higher risk things and kind of give them a timeline compared to like the lower risk things that might not be as big of a deal right off the bat or as immediate of a concern and um, help them figure out ways to implement those changes. And a lot of the time farms are already doing a lot of things really well. So it might be a lot of minor things that they need to change or they might just have one big thing that they need to change that maybe they just didn't think about. And then at the end, we kind of uh, create an action plan for that farm. So things that they should really focus on or highlight in getting done, or we can highlight some of the things that they're doing really well. Um, and then after we do that assessment, uh, we help the farm uh, develop a produce safety plan, which helps the farmer kind of put into writing what they're doing on the farm in terms of produce safety. And then after they complete that and their action plan items, they can receive a certificate from the state. So uh, once they have that certificate, they can display it. Um, and it just kind of says that they're kind of really highlighting all the different produce safety practices that they need to and really are mindful of all of that on their farm um, and putting it into action. So this is a good tool to just kind of for the farm to validate that they're doing all these different practices. Um, and once they receive that certificate, then we move into a three-year recheck where we'll We'll go back to that farm in three years and check to check in and make sure they're still doing everything that they need to be doing and give them more resources if they need them, et cetera. So it's really a good fit for any grower. So if they do an on-farm readiness review, they can still do a produce safety risk assessment and vice versa. So it's just another way to check and make sure a farm is doing everything that they need to be doing that fits to their farm's needs. Thank you, Michelle, for emphasizing that the um, programs are free, voluntary, and confidential, because I sometimes forget to say that. I don't know if I remembered this time, but uh, that's the big thing here in Michigan. Uh, we have so many free resources to help growers, um, and there's no really no risk um, to having a produce safety technician um, out to your farm or to scheduling an on-farm readiness review because it's all confidential and everything that we talk about is left on the farm for the growers support and, you know, in the spirit of helping with produce safety in Michigan. Yeah. And I like that you highlight that too, Heather, because I think Michigan's really unique in that um, we've been able to create all these different resources and really make it statewide. Um, like we have a technician in the UP, which is great. And um, the, just to highlight like, Michigan is the only state that has technicians, so Michigan kind of took an extra step in um, providing another resource for growers on top of 
MSU Extension and MDARD folks. So we want to emphasize this because we want growers to know we are here to help them and that they have resources available to them. And we know they have a lot on their plate and it is good to let people know and assure them that they have tools to make these things a reality and it isn't a huge burden or cost to them. So just making sure they know that it is free and voluntary and confidential and we can help them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we covered the PSA grower trainings, on-farm readiness reviews, and the produce safety risk assessments. Uh, do you guys want to talk about any other educational programs or resources that growers may want to know about? Yeah, I wanted to point out the uh, Michigan Food and Farming Systems, or MIFS, has a, a website specifically dedicated to resources in Spanish. If growers are looking um, for that, it's all translated um, or developed in particularly in Spanish. So it's through their Hispanic Grower Network. And the website is productores.net. And they have a bank of information, which is um, has a lot of different resources from all of the three agencies that we mentioned today, in addition to USDA and SARE and other organizations. Um, so it's, it's more than just produce safety, but there are a lot of produce safety resources on there. Um, so definitely want to put that out as a resource for anyone looking for Spanish material. Yeah, that's a really great one, Muriel. And I think some other ones like the Produce Safety Alliance grower training that we do in the state is done nationwide for all states because that's a required training for growers. So the Produce Safety Alliance who kind of created that training and works with FDA to have that training approved. Um, they have a ton of resources and they are also have um, staff members located in different states and they provide a lot of good information on their website um, in regards to the produce safety rule. Some other ones that I like personally are like the Young Farmers Coalition. They have a good uh, produce safety workbook on their website. Um, and then there are different regional resources like the North Central Region uh, Food Safety Modernization Act team and the Northeast Center for Food Safety. But really, there's so many resources out there for produce safety these days and more and more information is coming out. So it's really good to connect with your technical resources so that you can get the information that you need. I might add um, actually uh, some of the resources coming out of Michigan State University Extension as well, um, including Allison, um, what you're doing um, with MSU Extension with the podcasts we're doing today, but also a huge volume of videos and articles that it can be trusted um, because a source from a university is a good trusted source for information. Um, and so all the videos and things that um, are being produced specifically about produce safety um, can be found on the agri-food safety website that Allison's managing. Yeah, and I'll include all of those links that you guys talked about in the show notes so they can be easily accessed. Um, and lastly, I know we're kind of reaching our time here, but are there any other common misconceptions growers have about the on-farm produce safety team? We're not scary food safety people. <laughs> we really want what's best for the farm and what's safe for consumers. And we're super proud to live in a state that is so agriculturally diverse. And I think we're just here to support 
growers and help them implement changes that they need. And um, we'll work with them and do whatever it takes to really get them there. So we're really a support system and we're not scary food safety people. <laughs> well said, Michelle. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out and being a part of this episode. I hope that kind of clears things up about what we do and what's available out there for growers. Yeah. Thanks, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Thanks for having us. Links or definitions to anything referenced in this episode are provided in our show notes, which can be accessed on the website at canr.msu.edu slash agrifood underscore safety. Thank you to everyone for listening, and don't forget to tune in next month for another episode of our Produce Bites podcast.